Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm your host, Adam Wright, along with co-host Justin Tucker. Now, preseason is in full swing, but and we will get we will get into that in just a few moments. Um, there's a lot there were a lot of rookie quarterbacks who started, a lot of guys making their first preseason starts. Where we got their first looks, our first looks at these players, and um no shortage of headlines over there, but anyways, we will get to that in just one moment. First, we have a big announcement for our podcast, mm-hmm. and we have expanded to now to Spreaker. So Spreaker is another podcast page, another platform where you can where you can tune in. Except on Spreaker, we are actually able to post our episodes a little bit earlier than they are on right now. So, sorry, on Spreaker. We can have them. We can have our episodes out by about by about some by early in the morning, and now that's earlier than at seven at seven p.m. on on Wednesday. So you can you can tune into our stuff earlier, and so the issue the only issue is um, it's not when you look us up you can't find you won't find it under Fumble Ruski podcast. It's through our it's through our college so you just look up dean college talking sports so it's a sports talk page so you'll find other things you'll find other uh other episodes from other students but it's mo- it's mostly us who post so you'll see most you'll see mainly us we'll be posting uh but you'll, you you could see other content from other guys and maybe they'll uh put their stuff bring their they'll get their stuff together and actually uh post their episodes from for uh, every now and then, but it's mainly us. Everybody else uh, doesn't really put their stuff out very often, at least on uh, on le- at least on their Spreaker page. But and all you have to do is go in the link in our bio on the on our link tree. You'll find uh, Dean WGAO Dean College Radio, and then in parentheses it's on Spreaker. You click that, and if you don't do that, you can also go into Spreaker and just look up Dean College sports talk or talking sports and you'll find it and you'll find all of our episodes all of our episodes are posted you can check them out early so come in and watch before anybody else it's posted before any other platform that's youtube google play actually that's another that's another announcement google it's not google play anymore it's google podcasts our our content has been moved there because google play wasn't working so we were able to get it there, so that's another platform you guys can look it up on. Go into Google Podcasts and look up Fumble Ruski Podcast. You can go there, and there is also the um, there is all you can also go to the link in our bio. You just go over on onto the link tree. You'll find Google Podcasts. You click on that, you'll get right to our page. And obviously, we are on Spotify and YouTube as well. So we are we're we're expanding on to all these different platforms to get out to you guys, uh, and we'll we'll see where else we can go. But uh, we'll try to get your con- our content out to as many of you guys as possible to reach you guys and to make it more convenient for you guys if you guys have a preference for a pla- a platform um, that you can guys get get your stuff on. Uh, anyways, we're gonna get into some preseason stuff first. 
We are going to talk about Justin Fields, a guy who we talked about a little bit last week. He had him he had himself quite the performance. Mm-hmm. We'll get back we'll get to that next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. We are talking about we are going to talk about Justin Fields. Preseason has just begun and it is in full swing. All these teams have all started playing. I believe everybody has started playing already. But um, a lot of young players have started, and we're starting with Justin Fields, a guy who we talked about last week, and what we can expect from him going into preseason and the regular season. And for this first week, and this this is just my opinion, um, from what I saw, he didn't disappoint on based on what his expectations were. So he went 14 for 20, 142 yards, and two total touchdowns. One was a rushing touchdown. Another was a, a passing touchdown to Jesse James. It was a deep ball, but it was he was wide open. Anyways, that's, I mean, a touchdown's a touchdown, especially in the yeah. NFL, free season or not. But Justin Fields, his debut. Uh, Justin, your thoughts? What did you think of it? Did it, did it change your perspective on uh, what you thought going into, going into this preseason game? Yeah, and... By the looks of things, he actually might start sooner than later, and that's shocking considering uh, the Chicago Bears have the Red Rocket as their quarterback. <laughs> I was the I, Red I, Rifle. Put some I, respect I, on his name. My bad. The Red the Red Rifle. I get it right. Point, at this point in time, I think he'll start sooner than later. But again, we won't know until I see all of the preseason games. Even though this was a good look for them for him. It was against the Miami Dolphins without Xavier Howard on the field. So we don't know how good that really was. He could have been playing against bums or players that weren't going to make the final 55-man roster. So at this, I like his progression. I like his play style. I like how he's able to run and throw touchdown passes. And I think it's making me look at him as like, hey, I could pick him up in fantasy. But overall... I think I think he's done pretty well. Absolutely. So what I saw, and I didn't check out the game. I was I was somewhere else. But um, looking at looking at some of the highlights and the beginning of the game, it looked like he was very he was very nervous. So he he didn't look like he had much of a pocket presence. He didn't have much poise. He was kind of just he he made a few mistakes here and there. He almost threw he almost threw a couple picks. Um, mm-hmm. I, he almost, he fumbled the ball away and almost lost a fumble at one point, but as the, you could clearly see as the game went on, he started to settle in and that's what you really want to see from a, ro- from a rookie quarterback. You can't expect, like, obviously they're going to be nervous. Like you're, you're just yeah. starting out. You're a young kid. Like Justin, he's just as, he's almost as old as us. Like he's, he's our, he's ba- he's almost our age. I think he's older than So him. Matt, he's a little, well, he's a little older than both of us. But anyway, he's he's around our age, and yeah. I'm 21. You're 20, 19. 19. I'm 19. So we're so imagine us being thrown into an NFL game. I know he has a lot of experience playing college football, mm-hmm. and um, and playing some and playing preseason, being in training camp, all that stuff. But still, just being thrown out there and having to do that—that's tough. And the fact that he that he was nervous, I'm not surprised. And mm-hmm. he started he started out a little slow, but he picked it up as it went as it went along. And he actually led them to a win. And 
the fact that this is a this is a pretty this is a pretty nice stat line to start off. 142 yards, two total touchdowns, completion percentage of over, I think that's over, it's over 66 percent. If it's 14 of 20, that means it's over 70 percent. Over 70 percent, right? It's 70 percent. Math math isn't my forte, but um. Anyway, that's that's not my expertise. I'm going into I'm, but I'm going it's very to good to start is what you're getting. It's, yeah, it's very it's very good. It's very good. And the fact that he was able to put himself together just in that game. It's not like he had a bad game and then he came back and he had a good game after that. He had a good he had a good game. Yeah. And um I think he's going to be a very good quarterback. I it's early, but this was this was a very good performance, and the fact that he was able to figure it out in the game, not just in the next game, it's a good sign. It's a good sign. I'm encouraged. I'm excited to see this kid. Like I've, I've been saying this all, I've been saying this all off season. The, the Chicago Bears are a quarterback away from contention, and they may yeah. have found that guy. I'm happy for Chicago. They've they've long deserved a franchise quarterback since the days of Jim McMahon. So That's I'm happy, right. So I'm happy for them to actually get like a star caliber quarterback and not deal with the Rex Grossmans of the world or or Jake Cutlers or the Kyle Ortons even. Mitch Trubisky's of the world. Let's not go back to Mitch. Exactly. Justin Fields could be a superstar player, he could. and he could, this is, I mean, you, if you go back through their entire existence, I, you can make a case that they never had a star quarterback. They never had a legitimate elite quarterback in this league, an elite passing quarterback. That's fine. You can make that case. Mm-hmm. Um, this this but this guy was this guy was spectacular, and. It's only the first preseason game. Let's see some more out of him. Let's see him during the regular season. Do you think so? Do you think that he should be a re- uh, Do you think that he should be a starter? No, no. Week- this is pre- this is preseason. I don't think he should be a starter week one because I think you're just putting him under that amount of pressure week one. And I don't think he deserves that right away. I'm not sure. They're a contention team. I don't think you want to do that to your franchise quarterback like right away unless you are absolutely sure he can handle it. So you can ease him into it, but I wouldn't just automatically say, boom, you're in. Let's start and let's go. No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I still think that he needs, I mean, like I, like I said last week, like what, what's the, what's the rush? There's really, there's no rush in getting him out there. Just this is, this is, this is your potential franchise quarterback right here. It's there's no use in just rushing him in and just throwing him into the he and the, by the way, they're facing I believe are they facing the is this is this the team that's facing the Rams in week 1? They might be. You're is it they might. Well, depending on depending on their opponent, I mean, if if Fields gets killed against against the L.A. Rams, not to, not just the not just the if he gets hurt, like just if he gets if that team gets killed and it it puts something in his head, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they could that could be that could be an issue. 
Are you looking it up right now? Yep, it is September the 12th. They go up against the Rams. Exactly. That you is. go against the Rams. Not only is that a good team, but that's a good defense, a good front yep. seven as well. With Jalen Aaron, Donald could, Aaron Donald. Yep, that team could that. Not only could that team cause him to have a bad have a bad first first impression on the game, but he could also get hurt. Mm-hmm. So there's that's it's just too much of a risk. Just ease him into it. There's no rush. And and he could still lead him to lead this team to the postseason his rookie year if he's he's starting a little earlier later on in the season. That that's still possible. I just I just don't want to risk it. They just this guy this guy is your your potential franchise guy. You have to treat these guys with care, especially earlier on in their careers when they're just young. And when they're they're just starting out, they need to build some mental toughness. They need to they need to do some growing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Anyways, um, we're gonna move on to our next rookie quarterback who had who had quite the performance himself for the 49ers. Trey Lance. We're gonna get to his debut coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. All right, here we go. Now, Trey Lance on his debut, he was going up against, it was a, it was the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. He went 5 for 14 for 128 yards and one touchdown pass. That touchdown ba- pass was a very long touchdown. Now, he did have a completion percentage of over under 50, yeah. but he still, he, he racked up, he racked up some yards and he got a touchdown pass and it was a, it was a, it was a deep touchdown pass. So, Justin, what do you make of Trey Lance's debut for the 49ers? Everybody's – if you're just looking at the stats, you're like, all right, 5 of 14 doesn't seem so good. But if you actually look at what he did, especially on that touchdown pass, you're like, he should be the start of week one. Oh, my God. You see the talent. You see the potential. You see it all there. He rolled out to his left and threw it across his body to the right. And – that is not the easiest throw to make in the NFL. And the fact that you're comfortable with your star quarterback doing it in preseason, oh man, that that's telling. That is a telling tale. He, man, uh, all in all, I think it was a pretty good showing for him, even though the completion isn't where you would like it to be right now. I think he will, he will improve, especially since I don't believe he'll be the starter for the season or for the first few weeks of the season. I believe that's Jimmy G's job to lose. Oh, I'm sorry. Porn star Jimmy. So after all Porn that, star Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So in due time, I believe he'll have time to mentor under Jimmy G. Jimmy G will take him under his line to show him the ropes before he, he'll eventually get traded away and Trey Lance will take over as the starting quarterback for the 49ers. See, they kind of treated it as, and they treated it that way as well. You see, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo got the least amount of work. He only got three, he only attempted three, three passes, completed all of them, went mm-hmm. for about 26 yards. But you see, he got, if Trey Lance got the most work, typically the play, this early on in preseason, if the guy who gets the most work 
in, they, they are the guys who are kind of meant to be the backup at first. Now, yeah. that could end up changing. That's not set in stone, but that's typically the way it works. And we're going to get to uh, Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Um, I have a similar take on that with Cam Newton getting less uh, getting less reps than Mac Jones. But, I mean, that's typically the way it works. Now, Trey Lance, he, he showed some flashes, but he also – he's not – He's not exactly as much of a finished product as it looked like Justin Fields was. He still had a completion percentage of of, of under 50%. So unless he can – he needs to be more efficient. You agree? He needs to be more efficient. Yeah. And he needs – and you, you can't exactly rely on just the rolling out of the pocket – Throwing off, throwing across your shoulder. Sometimes you need to make the checkdowns. Sometimes you need to just sit in the pocket, step up in the pocket, and make the throws. Or sometimes, or sometimes it, it, the play may ha- have nothing to do with you. Maybe it might be, um, it might be something in, with blocking. It could be, it could be handing the ball off and being faking something at play calling, reading defenses, all of that stuff. And there's a lot about this game that he needs to learn. And uh, judging by the stat, this this stat sheet, he's gonna be good, I think. But I think. What do you mean? You said I think. I think he's going to be good. I, yeah. I I think I think he'll I think he's gonna be a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Or at least he'll or at least he'll have he'll have his moments. Maybe Carson Wentz type career. But anyways. Um, on the projection he was going on in 2017 before the injury that's not a bad career yeah sure um but he he definitely needs some work he's shown flashes we'll have to see how it ends up panning out that's fair but anyways do you so you think so you don't think that jim so do you think that Jim, that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start the full season? Or do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start the first few games and then Trey Lance takes over? Well, it depends on how well they're doing. If they're, like, all of a sudden they start off, like, 2019 and they're, like, 5-0, 6-0, No, you don't – I don't care what happens. You don't pull Jimmy Garoppolo. But if they're, like, 3-4, and four, like – four and four, something along those lines, and the offense isn't where it's supposed to be, and the defense it's holding its own, but it feels like it has to carry for the offense in some ways because of all the things that Jimmy G is not. I think then maybe they'll give Trey Lance a shot to see if they can give him like an injection of like running ability and overall passing ability. But I believe this team can be contenders because they were all injured last year. So it's just a matter of can they stay healthy and whether or not Jimmy G can not mess this up, which I don't think he will. I think he's a top 20-ish quarterback in the league. I think that's fair. A fair assessment of him. See, when it comes to the transition from Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo, especially for a quarterback who's being paid as much as he is, you have yep. to maximize his value and then trade him for as much as you can. Because you traded for not only did you trade for this guy, you gave up a second round pick, but you also you also paid him a lot of money. And this guy led you to a Super Bowl. 
he led he's led you to a lot of wins over his over his time here. I know he's been hurt every now he's been hurt with with an ACL tear and he had some knee issues, but he's when he's been on the field, he's led the 49ers to wins. Even even when he first got there from when he was first yeah. traded from New England to the 49ers, they started winning games. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a guy who can get you wins. Have him get you wins, rack up his statistics, and then trade his ass out of there, and get a lot of get a lot for him, and then you get Trey Lance. You have a franchise quarterback. You got something for him that you you got some assets that you can use for to build around Trey Lance or build around the team, maybe the defense, and you have a, a legitimate chance at another title for the 49ers. And yeah. the 49ers. This is a team that I would love to see be good. It's a, a team with a lot of history, a lot of good quarterbacks. A couple of good quarterbacks have come through with Joe Montana and Steve Young. Mm-hmm. I would love to see this 49ers team be good again, especially have a franchise quarterback with a and a quarterback who leads this this team to con, to be competitive year in year out. That that could still be Jimmy G, but yeah. Sooner or later, the Trey Lance era will begin. It could. I mean, he already took the team to a Super Bowl. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo. He took the team to a Super Bowl. They just yeah. weren't able to win it. It was <laughs> Kyle Shanahan's offense that kind of... And, I mean, he's going to have to figure that out because Kyle Shanahan's still their their head coach right now. Yeah. But he is a very good offensive-minded head coach. And mm-hmm. Trey Lance, if he does start... He's going to have a lot of weapons around him with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle. And whoever they plug in at running back is always good. So mm-hmm. they're going to have that. So they have they have their share of weapons. The defense is still good. This is a good roster, and it's it's a great place for Trey Lance to succeed if he, if he does have what it takes. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, we're going to get to another quarterback. Now, this quarterback isn't exactly new in Green in Green Bay. He uh, Jordan Love. He's in, going into his sophomore season. He never really started. Uh, well, preseason never happened last year. So this is his first. This is his first first kind of any sort of game time uh, that he that he has gotten, and he made a he made an impression to say the least. So we'll get into him and share our thoughts on Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers. Coming up next, you're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski Podcast. I am here with Justin Tucker. I am Adam Wright. We are talking some preseason football and have been talking some about some promising young quarterbacks who have been making who've made their debuts over preseason. A lot of them in just one day, just this past just this past Saturday, and we had the privilege to to witness all of these debuts. This one's not exactly a rookie, but he is making his first start. Jordan Love of the Green Bay Packers, the quarterback, he went 12 for 17, 122 yards and a touchdown. He was fairly impressive, but Justin, what do you think of this guy? Well, after all the things said during Packers minicamp, or yeah, minicamp and overall training camp. I think he did pretty well for himself. 
Is he an Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely not. But I think he did pretty good, all things considered, with the circumstances surrounding the Green Bay Packers and this being Aaron Rodgers' potential last year. You saw things that you're like, okay, we can build with this. We can feel comfortable knowing that, all right, if we need him in the future, he could be a potential successor. But I think there's still things that need to be tweaked, ironed out. I mean, that's what happens. But overall, I think he did a pretty okay job. So, yeah, this guy put up he, – he put up a nice stat line of completion percentage of over 70%. And he also – and this guy was also able to throw a touchdown pass. And all of this within – um, so, obviously, the guy who's starting ahead of him – is he's there's been a lot of drama circulating him and it's brought some attention upon Jordan Love not exactly positive attention considering that if Aaron Rodgers were to be traded or were to st- to uh to sit out the season it would have been Jordan Love thrown into the deep end without his floaties so this was a good start for him um so if jo- if Aaron Rodgers is to get out to be out of there it looks like the Green Bay Packers are have this franchise in good hands and I we don't want to we don't want to overreact to preseason week one we've had some promising performances that we're going to talk about throughout this episode just like Jordan Love Trey Lance and uh and Justin Fields like we've talked about but don't want to react overreact but this was a this was a good performance and Green Bay Packers should be relieved that their their potential next guy can play yeah, uh, the only problem is that he did get injured during the game, so hopefully it's nothing too serious and that he can recover from it just fine and hopefully continue to play football. Yeah, well, I'm thinking he's not even going to start this season anyways. It's it, it's obvious that unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, Aaron Rodgers is going to play, and they're mm-hmm. not going to bench him unless unless they sit him. Yeah. At some point, if the, the if they've won the game by a lot, or the, if they're getting blown out, if they blow a team out, if they or if they are getting blown out, that's the only way he's going to see game action. Yeah. Unless or or if they're resting starters, if they already have, if their playoff like, seating is already yeah. set. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, he's not going to. Jordan Love, I don't see him. So I mean, injuries, as, unless it's something serious. It's not – I don't see it as as too big of a deal. But Jordan Love, I mean, it's going to be at least next year when he, when he next starts. Let's be real about this. So it's more so like, oh, he's gonna, this is going to be good for the Green Bay Packers in 2022 or 2023. Yeah. But anyways, um, I guess that was a short segment for us. But I mean, what else over at me about him? Well, do you think there's any chance that he beats out Aaron Rodgers for the starting job? Hell no. Hell no. Aaron Rodgers I had to play this preseason. You know, we all know why he didn't play this preseason. We already know who's going to start in Green Bay. Yeah, we know who's going to start. Do you think he'll ever? Do you think he'll see any pre preseason action? It depends Aaron if he Rogers feels. It, that all de- depends on if he feels like he needs game action for like 
feel and stuff like to see like to adjust to the game i don't think he needs to i think he'll be fine without it but if he feels like he needs it like tom brady feels like he needs it then yeah i'd give him like a drive or two and then sit him down because you don't want him in there too long you know i don't even know why tom brady played in that he he attempted two passes one for two and I, I just I don't know why he needed to play in one preseason game. I mean, all the, all the power to him. He basically owns that franchise at this point. But we're not talking about him. We're talking about Jordan Love. But Jordan Love, yeah, he's there's there's no way. I I was just there's no way he starts over him or beats him out unless he has some godly performances during these next two preseason games. And I don't see it. But anyways, we're gonna go on to. A little bit of a controver- quarterback controversy in New England. Mac Jones had his fr- has had his preseason debut and his first his first team his first game as a Patriot. We're gonna get into that next on the Fumble Rooski podcast. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. We're talking about some preseason here, talking about some promising young quarterbacks going on here. And our next guy is Mac Jones of the New England Patriots, the quarterback. So he went 13 for 19 for 87 yards. And meanwhile, his his other his teammate Cam Newton, the other the other quarterback who started last year, he went four for seven for 49 yards. Had a bit of a rocky performance. However, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, he got the least amount of work, meaning he was basically treated like a starter as far as preseason st- standards go. Which but he is. Mac Jones. He is. Superman will come and save the day like he should. If Tom Brady was on this roster, Cam Newton wouldn't see the practice squad. Oh, stop lying. Oh, stop lying. I Mac Jones would be the backup. No, and I would take Brian Hoyer over Cam Newton. No, you wouldn't. A, no, you wouldn't. I would take Brian Hoyer no, as my not. third string. Apparently, you forgot the game against Kansas City. Apparently, you forgot about that. You know how God off Kansas was. City. You I'll take like, him I'm in like, for a few downs. No, no I'll take don't. him for a couple. Of, uh, he's the he's the third string quarterback, like the emergency no, guy. When he came in, what happened? You were like, damn, I really wish we had Cam Newton. And don't tell me you weren't like that. Because when we had Stidham in the game, God help us. I didn't give him a chance against either of them, to be honest. I didn't give him a chance against either. I never saw that Patriots team as I was not fooled by that early, that beginning of that season. It was There was a nice game against Seattle which had which featured the worst defense in the entire league and one of the worst defenses in Seahawks franchise history. I just don't want to hear it with that. But I want to see Mac Jones. Maybe I don't want to see him in the first 4 weeks of the season, <clears throat> Tom Brady week 4. Um I don't want to see him any anywhere in those first 4 games. But I want to see him at some point this season because I think I think he puts them over the top as a playoff contender. Uh, you mean Jarrell's son, Cam Newton? You mean Jer- you mean Superman, Cam? Mac Jones. Listen. I want Cam Newton for only the first four games, and I hope they go at least two and two, three and one, somewhere around there, 
so that Mac Jones can come in, play some play some good football, be the pocket passer that he is, and win games. Yeah, listen here, Bucko. Uh, Cam Newton is going to be your starter, and it's going to be a while before he hands over the reins. Well, if he keeps having games like this, then it won't be so long at all. Yeah, it's preseason. Of course he's going to iron out all the bad stuff. He's going to get better. Was he ironing up, ironing up all the bad stuff last year, too? Like, the entire season? You mean, like, the soldier... Uh, the, the surgery he had? I'm not going to say the, say the word, because I struggle with that word. But the surgery he had last season, so of course he was going to struggle. He just got from... He just got surgery on his... On his, on his shoulder? Yeah, but, I struggle to say that word for some reason. Well, he's getting old, and if he he's he's never been much of a passer to begin with. Yeah. So I just don't think I don't I don't see Cam Newton being much more than just a mentor like he is right now. He's just the type. He's just the guy who's just there. He's a good veteran presence. He's a leader. He buys into new to Belichick's system, and that's exactly what you need for an influence for a guy like Mac Jones. And I think that that's the only reason he's still here is because he's he kisses Bill Belichick's ass. Mm-hmm. And Mac Jones is going to see that and he's going to go like, all right, I should do that too and I should buy in. Until he get, becomes the next great quarterback and becomes like Tom Brady. And by the time he's 40, he leaves for the Buccaneers and wins two Super Bowls. He's not going for the Buccaneers. Leaves for some team. Goes to the 49ers. Sticks it to Bill. But that's like a million years down the road. We don't even know if this guy's going to pan out. But Mac yeah. Jones, this is this is the type of guy. But like I've said about quarterbacks, you got to treat them. You have to treat them very well. Treat them with care. This is your potential franchise guy, as I have said. And Mac Jones, if you ruin this kid, that's a 15th overall pick thrown down the drain. This is the highest. That's the highest pick. The Patriots have had in a very, very long time. Actually, the, it, I think this might be the highest pick they've had since since they drafted Drew Bledsoe in the in the I think second or third overall. Okay, that's that wasn't a bad pick. Well, it, that's exact. That's exactly my point. You don't want to screw it up. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if it was a bad pick. I mean. Bledsoe didn't help him to any any Super Bowls. He did kind of the one. He, he brought them to one. He didn't win them one. But the fact that he took them to one is an accomplishment within itself. It, yeah, sure, sure. He's just—it's not Tom Brady level where he's taking him to ten and winning seven of them. But oh I mean, any, either way works. But he anyways, Brady, he does have a ring. It's just that he he was the backup by the time he got it. He was the backup, but he was a mentor, like I said. So That's maybe exactly. So maybe Newton could be a mentor to Mac Jones. Or Cam could lead this team to the playoffs. He's not going to do that. We you are. just want it to happen. You just want that to happen so that you could stick it out. So you could just stick it to me. Yeah, and if he, if he does that, if he does that, I give you full, 
I give you full permission to just rub that in my face. Oh, okay. Right. Just rub it. You were, you were, you didn't. Don't act like I wouldn't have. You wouldn't have done it even if I didn't give you. Permission. Me never. I, I would never do that to you, Adam. I, oh, that's I can't. Yes. Yeah, you're my buddy. You're my friend. I care. I care. Anyways, next we're gonna go up. We're gonna go back to some rookie quarterbacks. We have our number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. We're gonna go and get into his debut. Coming up next, you're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. We're talking about some rookie quarterbacks. And up next, we have the the former number one quarterback, number one overall pick actually from this past from this past draft, Trevor Lawrence. He had his debut this past weekend, and he went six for nine for seventy one yards. Um, so, Justin, what do you make of Trevor Lawrence's debut? Well, this is. If there's anybody who I think should be starting right now, as far as like week one is concerned, it's Trevor Lawrence. Not because I think he's like fully ready, but it's because the Jaguars aren't going anywhere. They they don't have playoff contingent. They don't even have hopes to be in the mix for that. So I believe they could use this chance to see what they have in Trevor Lawrence and see where they he takes them. I think he should get some more reps in preseason because I believe that's what they brought him here for is to iron out all the problems within Jacksonville's organization with his quarterback play. And so when I think of like what he is, I think will he make mistakes as a rookie? Of course. Who doesn't? There's no perfect rookie quarterback that's ever existed. But I think over time he'll start to show you why he was the number one overall pick. And I think He'll start as soon as week one because I don't think they have any playoff like aspirations or anything. So they can just let loose and just show Trevor Lawrence in all his glory. So I agree with you that Trey Lance is going – or sorry, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the starting quarterback in week one. But it's not – yeah, it's going to be – it's not – any really because of his post this preseason performance this is really one of those performances where you look at it and it was like yeah he was he was fine but i mean it's nothing to i mean you don't want to overreact to preseason but when you have a performance like what justin fields has obviously that's something where you it just jumps out at you and you're like oh my oh my god this guy's gonna be great trevor lawrence it was like this could go either way maybe he could end up being a bust maybe he won't and there's really no way that this preseason performance could tell me anything. He went six for nine, 71 yards. He saw, he showed some flashes. He looked all right. Um, he didn't seem too intimidated. I mean, it was only preseason, but he was just he was he was solid. I I liked him. And we'll just we'll see how it goes. But he's gonna end up starting. I mean, like you said, they don't really have they don't really have playoff aspirations, but they do have some nice pieces on offense that Trey La- Trevor Lawrence sorry, I keep on trying to say Trey Lance Trey Lance is not going to be starting week one but Trevor Lawrence will and Trevor Lawrence has some pieces at his disposal he has a DJ Chark 
as his number one target. He has a Marvin Jones as a number two guy. He has two running backs at his disposal to use to dump off passes and to lean on if he to take the pressure off of Lawrence. He has him and he has a he has a decent offensive line. He has a solid head coach from college, uh, Urban Meyer, who might have who might be able to do a little a little something. But they he the pieces are around as 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 much as this team does not look like it's going to be a playoff team, they do have the the pieces around them to sort of give to create an environment where Trevor Lawrence is able to succeed and yeah. grow as a quarterback and eventually become one of the league's best in this league. Yeah. I was my thing is when I was thinking about Jacksonville, I was more concerned about Tebow making like playing tight end than I was as about Trevor Lawrence being the quarterback. And that and that's the weirdest thing. We should be more focused about Trevor Lawrence and and his progression, but all of a sudden we just think of Tebow playing tight end. It's like what the hell? I mean, this is what this. If there's going to be a time where the Jacksonville Jaguars do publicity stunts, it's right now, where yeah. they just got Trevor Lawrence, the top pick. They had another first round pick they used on on a flashy running back. They had James Robinson who just ran for a thousand yards. DJ Chark is flashy. I mean, the the spotlight's on them. Why not bring it more on them? And maybe maybe Trevor, maybe Tim Tebow actually makes some makes a splash. He didn't. But yeah. it was a nice risk-free gamble. That was an interesting thing. It was just a nice, it was a cool little thing that happened over the off season, over the summertime where we're like, oh, that happened. But it's yeah. it was nothing more than that. It turned out to be nothing more than that. Um, Tim Tebow, he's a great guy, but he just there's just no place for him in pro sports, unfortunately. And I say pro sports because he tried to play baseball. He tried as a as a NFL quarterback. He tried it as an NFL tight end. It's just let's let's have him stick to college football and being an analyst because that's where he's succeeded the most is being a um, is being a college football legend. So let's just let yeah. him keep him keep being a college football legend. And but anyways, any other thoughts on Trevor Lawrence? Nice long hair. And I like his long hair. I don't understand why it's still like a QB battle between him and Gardner Minshew, but that's just something. I think they're just saying that to say it. You know, I like Gardner Minshew as sort of a backup guy or a starter on a bridge team, a bridge quarterback per se. But, mm-hmm. I mean I, – we could say that he could be it could be a competition for like right now if they feel like he's not re- he's not NFL ready and bring it just throw Gardner Minshew out there you know it was interesting i think Colin Cowherd had this take about the a comparison between Baker Mayfield and Gardner Minshew saying that they had similar stats and the only reason why one was drafted higher than the other is because one was a sooner and the other was on a on a team that uh, and a, played for a college that nobody ever heard of before. Hmm. It's a weird take, isn't it? I just yeah. don't. It's it's a bit of a reach. I love Colin Cowherd to death. I love his analogies. I love his his he's very articulate. 
his his the way he uses his words it's just it's spectacular but anyways we're getting a little off topic but anyways we're going to move on to the, our next quarterback up next we're going to talk about the next jets quarterback Zach Wilson he had his debut on this past Sunday as well we will talk about that next this is the fumble ruski podcast All right, here we go. I am with Justin Tucker. I am Adam Wright. We are talking some preseason football. We are going on to the New York Jets quarterback situation with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson had his debut on Sunday. He went six for nine for 63 yards. Justin, what do you think about the quarterback playing for the Jets right now? Well, he beat the Giants. Yeah, that's. I guess that's one way to put it. I, I don't know what to make of him right now. I think I want to see more out of him, and I think I'm going to get it. It's just very weird game and a very weird score. See, yeah, it, this is this is another one of those debuts where you just don't make anything of it. It's just Zach Wilson played, and he went six for nine. Oh, above, pat, complete. I uh, it was about sixty-six percent completion percentage, yeah. sixty-three yards. He was he was solid, but I mean, this is another thing where it could go either way. I I don't I didn't see much out of him. You know, one thing I do have. I did I one thing I one thought I do have about Zach Wilson is that he's basically Sam Darnold part 2 just a very athletic player good out, good arm talent good young player with just a bad team around him and it looks like they're just doing that again which is the issue I have with Zach Wilson Zach Wilson if he was put on a better team he he would have a very, very good chance of succeeding. The issue is he is on the New York Jets. And the New York Jets didn't really do much to change their roster. They just have a couple pieces at wide receiver, a couple decent pieces. They added another decent piece with Corey Davis, who should be all right for them. But they don't really have much on that team. And it's just going to be what it has been the past few years, where Zach Wilson is just is just a talented player on a bad team. No, I don't see that because I believe their front seven has gotten way better, especially since CJ Mosley is back playing with them and all the additions they made to the line. I think they'll be just fine. Enough for them to be like a mid-level AFC contender. I'm definitely guaranteeing they'll win a lot more games than they did last year. They're not they're not the, the Jets of old under Adam Gase. I'll put it to you like that. They are I believe they're a, a much better team with a lot more weapons than they are given credit for. See, they may have improved their defense a little bit, but that doesn't change the fact that their offense still doesn't have much. They have Denzel Mims, Corey Davis, Samaje Piron. I think they have things in place. A franchise left tackle. Jamison Crowder too, by the way. They have Jamison Crowder. I'm, which my problem with him is he can't always stay healthy. 
That's the only issue. Yeah. So, Still a nice piece. If he can stay healthy, yeah, he is a nice piece. And I'm not sure if Quincy Anunua is still around. But overall, I still think they have some nice pieces. And Chris Herndon isn't a bad tight end. It's just I just believe that team in a few years could be a playoff contender. I think they're just one one or two players away from that because I think they have the defense. They just need the offense. I mean that is easier easier said than done, but there it's just the Jets. I just feel uncomfortable thinking that they actually have a chance at playoff contention or are anywhere close to it. And even if they are, like you say they are, they're you don't think they're gonna screw it up? No, I don't think Adam Gase is their head coach anymore. And I think Robert Sala is gonna run a much tighter ship than Adam Gase did. Well, that doesn't always mean I'm not just saying because Adam Gase there. isn't there doesn't mean that things are are automatically going to get better. I mean, what if what they if the next guy is also what if the next guy all also sucks? What if Sol what if Solid just doesn't have it either? Listen, if they go six and eleven, that bothers me. But if they go six and eleven, then I think that's an upgrade considering they only won two games last year. If they're progressing by a certain amount, and if they go like nine and eight, nine and eight, that's not going to happen. I'm just saying, I'm not saying for this year. I'm just saying for like, if they went like six and 11 this year, and then next year they went like nine and eight. If they can progress like that, then yes, I think they are taking the right steps in the Robert Sala era. And then sooner or later, they will be a playoff team. That could be. Well, that 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 could sure that would be pro, that would be progression if that did happen. Yeah. However, you need to progress further than that after that. If you're peaking at nine and eight, then that's not good. But if you continue to keep to go from there, and you say say you're an eleven win team after that, then then after that you're a Super Bowl contender. Then you're yeah. going somewhere. But it's it. I mean, a lot of mediocre teams have been a 500 or better team and peaked at that level and just went down from there. That that can happen. And, and I just don't trust that the, that the Jets can do anything better. I just don't. Yeah, that, that's fair. But then again, you're, you're a New England Patriots fan. You don't like the Jets, but... You're wearing Jets colors today for some reason. I find that very, I find that very interesting. This is a little sub. I mean, I go. I'm from. This is just my high school. Uh-huh. But this now that you mention it, it is kind of Jets like. But I mean, as a Patriots fan, I really don't care about the Jets. I just it's not that I hate them. I just don't care. You don't. They're have just, to they're just not a good team. It's like the little. It's like like the little brother. It's like the runt of the litter. <laughs> the runt of the litter. In the in the AL East, so to speak, the AL East family. Say you're you're the family. You mean and the, the, the Patriots are there, and then there's the. I said AFC East. You said NL East. I said oh I I, I think I said AL East, but yeah that's that's yeah. baseball. My bad. I've been talking a lot about the Red Sox and Yankees lately. Red Sox are free falling right now in the standings. It's hard to be a Red Sox fan right now, but. The um, 
See, the thing – I just don't care about the Jets. I just don't. If they end up being a playoff team, that's good for them. I just – I don't care. Even if they win a championship, cool. It sucks that it wasn't the Patriots, but that's one championship sure as hell isn't six. Okay. First off, they do have – it'd be like more two to six than anything. Mm. Big difference. Yeah. It, yeah, then they can say now we have a third of your titles instead of a six. Whatever. I'll take all I a third, a sixth. Doesn't matter to me. We got six championships. And even if they get a third of the, a, a third of our championships, they're not going to get another one after that. Because yes, they're just they not will. a very well run organization. We don't know that. Only time will tell. Which, which, by the way, you should check out our last episode. Only time will tell with this organization. You absolutely should, because time will tell was a big thing that we said like a like six gazillion times on our last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, that was our last NFL. Cor- that was our last young quarterback that we evaluated for this episode. Next up, next we're gonna talk about some rule, some league taunting rules that were just added in. Justin has a few a few thoughts on this but we will get to that coming up next you're listening to the fumble ruski podcast all right here we go this is the final part of our of our episode today of episode 37 this is segment seven we are going to talk about some league taunting rules so basically in, in other words uh, league, the league taunting rules are basically that if the NFL referees feel that you are showboating too much or are going, uh, or if they believe, or if they feel that is, that is, uh, uh, geared towards one of the players on the other team or one, uh, toward the other side that they can penalize you for it. Now, Justin, you, I believe you had some thoughts on this, please. The floor is yours. First and foremost, what the hell is the NFL doing with this rule? Uh, this is this is ridiculous if I've ever seen it myself. I mean, when I first saw it, I thought it was BS. Now, when I've seen it implemented, this is even worse. Oh my God! It was against the Jet. It was the Carolina Panthers versus the Indianapolis Colts. The one guy we all thought got stopped in the hole kept carrying for a first down, and then he started to flex. Then all of a sudden, you see a yellow flag on the field. What? What? That is considered taunting now? Flexing your biceps after making a run like that is a problem now? What's going to happen next? Every time a person signals for a first down, taunting. He's gone. What? If that's the case, my cornerback Marcus Peters might get ejected from a game. Because all he knows how to do is taunt, if that is your definition of taunt. Oh, jeez, Louise. That stupid damn punting rule nfl no fun league why are they taking away our only joys i actually thought they were taking steps in the right direction they were bringing back brock show jerseys which we all love they were making it all right i can see how this is going now they do this and then that giants owner john mora had the nerve to talk about i don't like the way players celebrate sit your old ass down somewhere get the hell out of my face old man So I don't understand what the league is trying to do. Like, I, I really don't understand what they are trying to do right now. 
take the emotions out of it. Especially considering, uh, not even, especially considering back in as as recent as 2017, they added in celebration rules. Well, they, they loosened up on the celebration rules so that there's no excessive celebration, so that you could have gr- these group celebrations. And then they turn around and they say you can't do league taunting. I just don't understand the direction we're going into here. So, like, they're like – and this is going to open up a can of worms because we're going to – people – teams are going to look at this – or, sorry. Um, officials are going to – they could – they – any sort of celebration or any sort of showboating, they they're going to feel that that they are that you might they're going to take one of your celebrations a certain way and they're going to think, oh, they're taunting or this is geared towards a certain player, you get penalized for that. And all of a sudden you might you might have cost a game just because the other team's feelings are hurt. Since when? Since since when do we take trophies away just because the other team got their feelings hurt? Oh my god! The only people the only people in teams who complain about that are losers. Losers who yep. sit there and they complain about the other team saying they're celebrating too much, they're taunting, they're making fun. I don't, I feel like. They're being too mean to me. The you now, obviously, obviously, we don't want bullying. We don't want any sort of making fun. But it's it's a game. We're having fun. This is taunting. This is this makes the league interesting. And if you if if you interpret anything a certain way, then you could turn you could twist anything into taunting. And it could it could cost it could cost teams games games who rightly rightfully deserved who rightfully it. deserve to win the game not the guy who's complaining saying oh, you made fun of me you made if you if you complain about that you deserve to lose <laughs> you deserve to lose that game if you are going to com- cry like a little bitch about it I just couldn't believe what I I just couldn't believe when I saw it and the way it was implemented I'm like are you serious. So we can't show any emotions. And even the players feel like this is a disrespectful thing. Like, come on now. They just, like, nah. They're trying to take the emotions out of the game. And you can't do that. You can't take away our rights. This is not fair. It's going to ruin, it's just going to ruin the sport if it's taken the wrong. If it's, if any, any official could take anything a certain way. And think that you're trying, think that any sort of showboating is like is taunting, and it could they'll be penalized for it, and it could it could cost them the game. Now I'm just reiterating on other stuff that I've on things that I've already said, but what's said is said. This rule sucks. I think we can both agree on that. Absolutely. Absolutely terrible. I I'm I'm very and I'm very curious as to how this le- how this rule is. Uh, plays out over the course of the regular season if this turns into a big issue because this this could easily open up a can can of worms i completely agree i don't know what they got for creating this rule but it should have been three to five years (laughs) anyways that'll do it for us tonight thank you for listening to us make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel Check us out on Spotify and Google Play and 
uh, sorry, and Google Podcast, and now Spreaker. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRuski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage of the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.